Hello everyone and welcome to another video here on the Second Day in Extra channel or if you're listening on the podcast available on Spotify and today it's another preview and today we are looking at Omlu Het Newsblad, one of the first big races in terms of, well actually the first big race in terms of the cobble season. As always I'm joined by Patrick Blake of do Cycling and one third of the National Cycling Podcast. We did talk about uh, Omlut Head Newsblad over on the Echelon, so if you want to check that out as well, that'll be in the description below. Ewan put a bit of fear into us that uh, it might not be happening, but we'll go under the assumption it is happening. And uh, yeah, we've spoken to some teams and they don't seem concerned, so why should we be? I mean, Patrick, uh, Omlut Head Newsblad, uh, Jumbo Visma at the time did an absolute job on it last year. Uh, There's so many great battles. Ian Stannard, obviously one of the most famous ones, but wins here, there, and everywhere from a plethora of incredible riders. Some people very much consider this to be the start of the season. It definitely does give that sort of sense. Even though I am one of the people who believes that the season starts before Omloop, I do admit it is like a ceremonial start to the season. It definitely feels like we're progressing into March and we're about to hit, you know, Paris-Nice terrain. I know our cobble season is well and truly underway and it, it, it definitely feels like the season is really starting. And like you say, Jumbo Visma was just a masterclass last year and it really looks like Jumbo Visma, oh no, sorry, Visma Leasebike are going to to. Uh, something yeah you have to put you have to put a euro in the jar that was what we came up with on the echelon every time you say yombo visma one fictitious euro in the yombo jar literally we're gonna need the counter we're gonna have to come up with some kind of like vector image or something some animation it's gonna come into every video but anyway on loop visma lisa bike looked like they've got an incredible team they've announced it pretty early but envelope news blood before we get into the teams envelope news blood this year 202 kilometers long and it starts off pretty early but we've got of course the big kind of merkepelmer bosberg at the end that's the big show finale but we've also got before then the leiberg the kattenberg the leiberg again the hostedelei the valkenberg wolfenberg Mollenberg, Leiberg again, Berendries, the Elvenberg, Mossenhall, the Merkepelmer, and then the Bosberg. Gosh, try and say all those things. I'm obviously not a, a native Flemish speaker, but we've got so many climbs, and yeah, it's not like, not a lot of people call this like the hardest cobbled race, you know, it's not like a, a Flanders by all means, you know, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a bit of a taste as to what we're going to be getting, and Bruno, what do you think of of, of the routes Scott is kind of it's kind of the same old same old but do you think that anything surprising might happen this year other than the farmers yeah too soon <laughs> it's a good indicator isn't it just to see because you don't really know after all these well the Spanish races the the Middle Eastern races uh, Australia just to have a bit of a gauge where the guys are I do like the race and we also have Kern Brussels Kona on the Sunday which we'll do a prediction, but we won't do going to the preview of it. But it's a race that I'm excited about. I enjoy it as well. And it's thrown up, uh, yeah, like we said, a, a good number of additions. But Patrick, we might as well start with the race. Well, the teams, and you alluded to it, Visma Lisa Bike bringing a star-studded cast here. Absolutely, yeah. Dylan Mabal winning on his first day for the team last year. And uh, yeah, what are they looking to do this year? <laughs> Obviously win. I mean, Dylan Mabal's got number one on his back as the winner from last year's edition. And he's, well, 
supported by, but probably co-leaded by a lot of riders, including Wilder Arts, Christophe Laporte, the European champion, of course, Tij Benoit, Jan Tranek, who's on fire at the moment, Matteo Jorgensen, their new signing, but he was very good in the Cobble Classics last year in 2023, and then Eduardo Affini, who is going to have the poor job of doing a lot of work on the front, probably for the first half of the race. Is this team lacking domestiques here, Scott, or do you just think that the it's very much like a quick step 2015 sort of strategy again, where we just got multiple riders in a group of 15, 20, and they're just going to roll back the clock a bit. It's very, well, dominance we saw with them early on last year with this Kerner and Gent Wevelgem was incredible. But like hypothetically, if, well, we were alluding to this on the echelon with Ian Stannard and the quick step where he basically outsmarted them, I well, it seems wrong to say, well, that wouldn't happen to this team because Quickstep are just a bunch of bums, which isn't true because it was Terpistra, Tom Boone, and uh, Stein Vanderberg. Well, to some respect, I think this team is stronger than that team if you put them up against each other. Do I think they're just going to ride off into sunset? Probably. To be honest, I think there's only a select few riders in the peloton that could potentially do something. And it's probably three riders. And uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about them. It could also be a situation where all the other teams try and unofficially gang up on Yom. Uh, Bing! Uh, that's a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, gang up on them. So um, how do you see them doing? Are they just, yeah, like you said, it's almost like all of them could be a leader. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem like that. I'd say that, you know, Wout's always sort of touted as this, like the finisher, like the guy keeping reserve. But whenever we expect him to do that, he always seems to go on the attack. But I'd be looking towards Ratnik, I think, given how good he's looked. I mean, third Algarve, uh, Koska Heian, I think he was on the podium as well. And he came podium on another race as well this year. I think he's looking really dangerous. And so that's really like the only gauge we have. Wout's, of course, looking in fantastic form. He's won this race, of course, before in 2022. But then you've got all these kind of like the the mavericks of, of Van Baal and Laporte and Jorgensen, who we just seen nothing of so far this year. So therefore, I'm just not sure what to expect from them. So I guess just from the back of his results there, I'd say that I'm expecting Trapnik to go long. And it seems to be somewhere between 40k to 30k to go is when the attacks, like the long-range attacks go with the one switch stick and then maybe they just have Wout and Laporte as like sprinting options behind with everybody else marking moves maybe you could see a Van Baal if he's you know of course he came out of the woodwork last year and won he could definitely be another long range attacker so I think it's going to be a split team of like Tratnik, Jorgensen and Van Baal as attackers and then Laporte and Wout probably marking moves and being like a a sprinting choice. I think that's probably the safest way to go. And maybe the most logical, but Wild might just all, might also attack and just, you know, everything then nothing makes sense. Yeah, I mean how many of them do you think is gonna finish in top ten? Probably like three at least. I'd be quite surprised if it was like not multiple riders. I mean last year we had well, they had the podium almost filled. There was only Anna Dili who was able to separate the younger guys. But I mean you can't just be this Malisa bike. Patrick, who do you think is the chief threat to them defending this title? There's a lot of like sprinting guys here, like your Phillipsons and your Binny, 
Yankees, but I'm looking definitely towards somebody like Mohoric, I think is a big threat. I mean, you had the honor of speaking to him to, at Rouleur, and he was talking well, about... Well, technically, you're in. <laughs> well, it's technically you're both. I was cameraman on that one. You're in close proximity. <laughs> but he was talking about the call classics and how they're like, a big goal for him now. Obviously, that's going to be like a Flanders and a Roubaix he's wanting to do, but this is going to be an important race for him to do well in. And I, I remember him being up there in the moves of like the Mer Capel Mer last year. So I, I think that Mohoric is definitely one to be looking out for. Also, Dali is, is an ever present threat from last year. We haven't seen as much of him this year as we did in 2023 prior to this race. So there's a little bit less to go off, but I think that Dali is just an ever present threat. And I think that. You know, he's just building year on year. But then other than that, there's like a lot of outside names. You could say Pidcock. You could even say somebody like Lars Karner has been looking in really good form. So has Axel Zingler. Stefan Kung put in a really good performance at Algarve. He was climbing incredibly well, which is usually a sign for Stefan Kung that he's in very good form. You can tell when he posts the top 10 in GC that it's a Stefan Kung who's, a, in, who's definitely one to be looking out for. So I think that those are the main names. Do you think there's anybody else who I've missed out on who you're wanting to add to that list or anyone who you're wanting to elaborate on? Yeah, definitely. Philipson. Yeah. I happened to bump into him in Spain while riding. And what a nice guy, first of all, he is. I completely mean that. That guy does not, he does not have a single straw of arrogance, but that, that doesn't help him with double loot. Uh, <laughs> super nice guy, but he was saying he's targeting Bay with quite a heavy focus but I definitely think he would be wanting to do well and like kind of tune up his form using these kind of races if yeah Roubaix isn't that far away either so he's come such a long way since last year by proving that he could not only do podium in Bay, which was spectacular he could also uh, didn't he win a classic as well or am I thinking of someone else I think he won did he win Japan? Yeah, boost apart. Yeah, really wet edition. Like really exactly, wet and then he's also like a green jersey winner and four stages in the tour. Obviously, everyone knows that, but I just think he's matured as a rider, and he is quite a hardy sprinter, top sprinter. So I wouldn't put it past him either. I mean, you mentioned him, so it's not like you disqualified him from the selection. Well, yeah, yeah. I think the thing is, there's so many names. We we could keep talking about names for forever and ever but i think that with yumbo and their incredible plethora of talent i see it probably being more of like attackers making it to the line it's been a you know the last time we saw a sprint was in with ballerini back in 2021 ahead of jake stewart i think that i see it being an attackers kind of race to be honest with you i think that yumbo will try and make this attritional i think we're going to end up with a group of 10 and there's going to be like four yumbo in there with laporte dratnik Wout and somebody else take your pick basically and then it's going to be a lot of the other names that we were talking about your Mahoriches maybe Philipson as well and you know Velens as well I forgot to mention as well Stuyven like the fact that these names just slipped my mind is uh, is just a testament to how stacked this start list is but if you're not Vismalisa bike Scott how are you winning this or, or do you just not <laughs> yeah it's always like because like if i i agree with what you've said is like they will probably make this attacking like a attritional race or like well not an attritional race but they will try and force the moves and they have so many strong riders that well we don't really care 
who wins it as long as we win it. So it could we could throw Laporta, we could throw Vinaj and Tratnik, blah, 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 blah. It's hard. Many of the other teams, they only have one rider who could potentially win, like an Arno Dili, like uh, Stoven. So, yeah, Philipson as well. There's no match of Vanderpool, so... Uh, I, I don't know. Hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Try and work with the other teams to get back the Visma Lisa Pike riders and then hope for a sprint with Jasper Philipson. So you could have an alliance with the sprinters teams because I'm pretty sure lots of Destiny and this uh, Alps and Koenig, they want the same kind of finish. So yeah, that's true. I think your alternative would be try and get away with a Vismalisa bike rider and then just roll them in a sprint or something like that. Like if you got like a two up with, I mean, if you're with Wout, you're guaranteed the win. Yeah, because you'll come a second because that's what oh, such a meme. But, but you know, you could oh, get wow. like hypothetically a Mahoric plus Van Baal and maybe Mahoric rolls them in a sprint or something like that. But that's like the only other scenario I see which like you have to get away with a Vismalisa bike rider that they're happy with and they're confident with in getting the victory. The odds are stacked against all the other teams considering Vismalisa Bike are bringing a literal god squad to this race. I think this is literally like their classics team. This isn't some, you know, second tier, oh, we're reserving some people for Flanders and stuff. Like, this is the, the full Monty, the full nine yards, just full full beans. Nothing, no punches have been, you know, drawn here. It's just, I just think it's, so, it's going to be so hard to beat them. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what we do with it. I mean, we have to finish on Binyam Gamay because... Uh... Well, we spoke about this on the echelon. I thought he was going straight to Torino. The target for the team is to get a top five in a couple classics. So, I mean, this could already happen on this one. He went well in in the tour down under. Yes, you can say Sam Wellsford isn't Jasper Philipson, but still, he was he was coming close, getting back into form as well. You would say back into confidence. And he's done a lot of altitude training in Eritrea. They have a very exciting young squad as well. They've another year. He's shown his uh, capabilities on cobblestone, which seems strange. Like when you think about it, Eritrean rider, cobblestones in Belgium. Yes, that is the perfect mix. But obviously, he was fourth in E3 back in 2022. It was also there where he won game one game, as we all know. But then terrible luck last year. And I think that, yeah, that. He's more adjusted to the pressure, uh, judging by what he was saying as well. Patrick, realistically, Intermarché, they've been doing well. They've been getting some good results as well. Gibbon Tyson winning here, there, and everywhere. And uh, I think there's a lot of positive energy within the team. So, yeah, is this the one? Is this the one that fits Binyam Gamay, or is it uh, Kern Brussel Kern that doesn't necessarily finish in a sprint anymore? Yeah, I. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Kern is just always just the sprinter's classic now, de facto. I'd say that I'm guessing that a Yumbo rider gets up the road with somebody or multiple people. I definitely think that Binny's going to be up there contesting, like, the group behind. I'm just not sure. If, like, like you say, he was looking really good at Down Under, but if he's wanting to do really well, probably in, you know, the big monuments and San Remo, I'd probably say maybe he's not going to be in absolutely pinging form right now so but i definitely think that he's good enough to be winning like the sprint behind in a group too i honestly think that binny probably climbs a little bit better than philipson and given that we haven't seen philipson so far 
this year i i favor binny a little bit just because i kind of get a sense as to where he is at so it wouldn't surprise me if binny's kind of like in a surprising position come the end of this race but i do think that joining a front group with visma lisa bike riders is going to be quite tricky there but that's all just part of building towards uh, goals in like a month's time i mean with that we might as well come to our favorite part of the show and that is the predictions and i mean yeah patrick uh, who is your podium for omelette hit news blood 2024 Ooh, that's a tricky one i'm gonna go with which Visma released a bike rider is winning this race. Yeah. I think that in third place will be Arno Dali. I think that in second place will be Matej Mohoric. And I think that in first place will be Jan Tratnik. Why was I even surprised about this? Like, come on. You've been raving about Jan Tratnik. You're, yeah. you're unofficially applying for the president of the Jan Tratnik fan club in the UK. Right. So... Uh, you can see it happening. You can see like the two Slovenians, the yeah. scheme, they go yeah. road, and, and then Delis winning the sprint behind for third. Okay, I'm going to go anti Visma Lisa bike on this one. Wow, that's brave. Yeah, well, that's what I'd usually do. Well, actually, Wout is in a really good form. And anyone who says that I'm against Wout didn't see me give him ride over the week, and he was thoroughly entertaining. Yeah in Walter Algarve. So actually, Wout is going to go on my podium. I changed my mind. Third place is going to be Binyam Gamay. So they reached their target already. Second place is going to be Wout Minot. And the winner is going to be Arno Dilly because I want Arno Dilly to win a big Belgian race. Well, relatively big Belgian race. What about Kerner? Oh, yeah. We have to do that as well. Um, I think Jasper Philipsen wins that. Uh, second place, Wout Minot. Why not? And Arno Dilly third. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with Aurier Lascano third. Here we go. Um, uh, is Jan Tradnik doing the double? If no, that was no, happening? No, because no, <laughs> no, then it's going to be Jan Tratnik in second and Wout Van Aert in first. You'll be, uh, okay. Isma Lisa Bike are going to do another where they go hand in hand over the line. We've seen this so many times. I think the team's so dominant that you could honestly see just Tranik and Wout just ride off into the distance and it's just like a, you know, seeing the douches kind of scenario where they just, every, everybody in the group behind gets marked. Apart from Lascano, who's going to ping it in like the last K and come third. And I just think that Lascano's looking good in good form. So I've got to give him a little bit of a shout out. This is what happens when Mass Pillars and Tadej Pogacar and Macho Van der Poel decide not to get come to a start line. Please, please, please come and save us at Stladi, which isn't a monument. Spoilers! That is the, the preview for the Stradi. But anyways, that's basically it for this preview of Omelette Head News Blood 2024. Make sure to get involved in the comments with your predictions and don't do it after the race some of you do that and uh, if you haven't already hit the like button subscribe to the channel here check out uh, patrick's own channel i'll do cycling that'll be in the description down below for the velo games and uh, of course if you want to see more of him the national cycling podcast is actually the channel you can see the most of patrick because not even on your own channels do you talk that much but uh, with that that's basically it so thank you very much for watching and we will see you in the next one